The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How do you view your own success? Are you leading with compassion or are you considered ruthless? There is plenty of room for both types of leaders, but the best way to lead successfully is to balance boldness and integrity, using kindness and compassion to earn respect. Combine this with a go-getter, visionary, and aggressive drive to stay competitive. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks. We'll use the ideas heard today and in this series to help you use every advantage to achieve the best end result. Now, here's your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and I am absolutely delighted to be with you today. We are in for a treat. We have the author of Rings of Value. So more about that in just a little bit. One of the questions that I'm getting from the listeners, and I love this question, It's what is a compassionate samurai? And so I want to direct the listeners back to a show that went over the 10 traits of exactly what a compassionate samurai is, because I understand it's not your normal and natural business term that you learn in business school. So head on over to the archives if you're intrigued and interested in diving a little deeper into that term. And that archive can be found back on November 19th, 2015. So just pretty recent. Now, I want to share a quote with you as I was getting prepared and planning uh, for our guests today. I stumbled across a a quote from a dear friend of mine. His name is Jim Chong. And Jim is the founder of a company called Solutions for Life. They're all about health care, wealth care, and self-care. And Jim's quote that he shares quite often is by a gentleman by the name of Alan Lankin. So it ties in nicely with the show, and I just want to read it before we get introduced to Tim. So it says, planning is taking the future, bringing it into the present, and doing something about it now. And that's where our guest comes in today. We have Tim Beglin on the phone, and he's held various positions at the C-level suite with several companies and several different industries, and he's also invested in other ventures himself as a business owner. And so what's happened during Tim's uh, course of career, through all of the experiences that he's had, he's been involved with a lot of successful business transitions on both the buyer's side and the seller's side. So he has a very, very unique perspective where he's able to pull that curtain back a little bit when it comes to what happens when you want to spearhead your business for the process of selling it or putting it out there to the venture capitalist market or possibly converting it into an ESOP, an employee stock ownership plan. 
So Tim is the principal with Target Advisory Services, and that's a consulting practice formed to help owners, entrepreneurs, small and medium-sized businesses who are going through that roller coaster of running their business and preparing for their very own transaction. So that's about Tim. We're going to bring him onto the show now. Welcome, Tim, to our show today. Hi, Kathy. And uh, congratulations on the success of your program here. Well, thank you. Who would who would have known? This certainly wasn't on my dream board or my wish list. And I have to tell you, um, Voice America is an incredible organization to be partnered up. If anyone is interested in hosting a radio show, I could not recommend their business model any higher. It's The show's been going since October 1st of last year, and it certainly has been a learning curve that is worthy. So thanks. I appreciate that kind kind comment. So, Tim, tell us a little bit about your business background, and what I really want listeners to hear is what fuels your passion, because I'm guessing, you you know, you probably went to school for what you're doing today, but it wouldn't have sustained you unless you developed passion around it. Can you share with us a little bit about your background? I sure can, and actually, uh, that sustainability that you just mentioned is a a nice... uh, uh, launch right into where I was headed. Um, I've been in and around businesses a, a long time, and uh, in in my experiences, what I see from business owners and entrepreneurs is is that they look at their business as sort of what it is, what it is today, and what I tend to do when I'm involved with them, or 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 actually when I was writing this this book itself, was I look at what the business can be. And I find it interesting um, that when you're dealing with owners and entrepreneurs, um, as, as people, we tend to understand and, and sort of value how much our car is worth or, or how much the houses in our neighborhoods are, are, you know, what does to increase this value or decrease the value of this house versus that house. But I find it sort of interesting um, that they don't necessarily know how to value their own business. The thing that they go to and the thing that they have passion about um, every day, they, they don't really have the tools or equipment, if you will, to value that business. So I'm in this space, and, and I do have passion about this, about this space of business valuation. So I wrote this book, and... Um, and I found Kathy that as I was writing it, I got I got energy and and I felt I felt good about what I was writing. So I so I find that I was in the right space that this is what I was supposed to do, and so I'm here today to talk about it. You know, I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad to hear you say that about energy. I was listening to a documentary yesterday, and I I heard the um, he was actually a rapper, and his name is eluding me right now. But he's he's yelling out that I don't even need an alarm clock. My passion wakes me up every day, and I just love that concept. I thought, oh yeah, we're in different walks of life, but. My passion wakes me up every day, and I rarely need an alarm clock. So I'm glad to hear that this book really fueled and gave you energy uh, to reach out to the folks. So question, 
I want to hear, you've been in um, the business, the financial world for quite some time. I want to hear a little bit about how you develop the trust with the clients because they're sharing virtually everything on one side of the fence of, or the other of a transaction. How do you go in and quickly build trust and rapport with a client so they don't hold back on you? Oh, very good question, actually. Um, it's, it's the relationship that you, that you garner with, with those, those people. And, um, and it, it, it's different, it's different for each circumstance, but, but I think that, um, the, the experiences that I've had, the industries I've been in, um, frankly, the results that we've had give me a really good introduction with them they feel they feel good about about the business that they're in they feel good about the the business value that i can bring to them and they're excited about it so they're they're anxious frankly for um for us to be involved because they understand that they can now take their own business to something that they never frankly even thought was possible so that relationship is is one of excitement and energy and and I'm really just sort of the catalyst to, to that to that to that sort of uh, different way of thinking about their own their own business well I, I like hearing that because what I'm realizing is you have a pedigree that's a little more unusual you're not the um, proverbial professor in business who's never been out there in the business world you've been on both sides of the fence as Owner, you've you've worn a lot of different hats, and so you're able to walk in with some credentialing that some people wouldn't have. Would you share with the listeners the value of that credentialing that you have um, from wearing so many hats? Well, it, it gives me sort of that 360 view that um, that owners need um, the sort of self reflective um, position, if you will. Um, I've I've had a I've worn a lot of hats and and been in different industries, but but really the the continuity and the consistency of of positions and and directions are very consistent. Frankly, um, the the motivation is to help businesses and business owners fulfill their their passionate dreams, and the reason that that is important, and the reason that we all go into business is for an idea or a concept or or something that's driving us to do something within business. We feel good about that entrepreneurial spirit. The problem is past the, the idea or past that day-to-day sales, what is going to sustain the business? What's going to perpetuate that business long after that owner or individual is around? And and that is a key that is often not 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 known, but not really thought of or, or or focused on, if you will, for quite some time. And that sustainability, like we talked about earlier, is important for the fulfillment of those ideas. If you cannot sustain your business, then you cannot fulfill those ideas or those principles or those passions that you had. That's where I come in. 
Well, and how often do you find, you know, I've stumbled around this from time to time. I don't think it's a big industry secret that sometimes that entrepreneurial spirit that, that drives the passion doesn't necessarily translate over as um, stellar business person. Uh, where the vision, the creativity is all there. Um, are you finding that to be the case where, okay, harnessing the idea and the big dream and the, and launching the product or service is there and the nuts and bolts of really running the operation of the business doesn't ser- necessarily match the, the entrepreneurial spirit? Is, have you found that to be true? Uh, I love that part of the formula. I mm-hmm. think that's, I think that part of the equation is 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 what sort of um, really really gets me me involved in, in understanding um, from a, an owner operator standpoint. We we all have ideas. We all have great ideas, and I get um, exhilarated, frankly, um, with working with people who are like that and and like like kinds and so on. But at the same time, you need a rudder. In, in the water to, to make sure that that boat not only goes in a direction, but goes a speed. It goes a certain speed um, to, f- to fulfill those responsibilities that you have. That's where that relationship, coming all the way back to that, the first sort of questions that you were asking me, that's where that um, relationship with the owners comes in. They, they understand, you know, my experience is what, and what I can offer to them and their organization. And together, at times, we can often make that boat seem to go even faster. Well, and I think that probably was the catalyst to your book. Um, I'm guessing you saw entrepreneurs and small business owners where they didn't quite have the rudder process down. That creativity process was overflowing. And really, uh, you'd probably be without a job if you weren't able to come in and really um, put some parameters within the business that allowed them um, to, to grow and grow in a way that doesn't seem painful all the time. Well, absolutely. And in fact, um, as business owners, we have a responsibility to not only ourselves and our families, but, but generally there's other people around us. And that's not just limited to employees. It could be, it could be customers. It could be vendors. So you have an enormous responsibility, frankly, um, even outside your sort of inner circle of your own business to be to be there for people when they need you. That's what business and commerce is all about. And a lot of times, like, like what you're getting at here, is an idea doesn't necessarily um, sustain itself. And, and that organization or the organization um, in focus, that's, that's the key to that sustainability and that perpetuation that I was talking about earlier. Well, and that really puts a business owner in the opportunity to walk into a compassionate samurai mindset, not just a samurai mindset or just the compassion mindset. We are actually coming up on our first break. I invite the listeners to stay tuned. We're going to take a deep dive into the first ring of Tim's new book entitled Rings of Value. You're listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Tune in every week for the Ellis Martin Report. Our program will bring you the news and information that you need each week. We look at publicly traded small and mid-cap companies from a variety of sectors. We'll talk to key people in the industry to bring you the foreground and background of new and -and up-and-comers for potential investment. Please remember, invest only at your own risk. The Ellis Martin Report is meant for informational purposes only. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at CompassionateSamuraiShow.com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and today's guest is Tim Beglin, and he is an expert in the financial services well world and actually the world of valuation of companies. And Tim has written just an amazing best-selling book entitled The Rings of Value. So Tim, welcome back to the show. Thank you. And what I'd like to do is could you provide for us a little bit of foundation around what that title means and what it is? Because I must say, when I first heard it, in my mind, I started filling in a story of what your your book might contain. And I was way off base, way off base. I thought it was about uh, personal wealth building and, and concepts like that, which are all great subject matters too. But your book takes, takes um, readers in a completely different direction, and it's probably a direction that is wide open in terms of need. You have really fulfilled and uh, found a solution to what business owners need out there. So let's hear about the foundation of the book, please. Well, sure, and thank you for that uh, introduction. Again, the book title is Rings of Value, but the subtitle is Run Your Business Every Day Like It Is For Sale. And um, before I get into the subtitle, the focus of the book itself is to help business owners and entrepreneurs do two things. First of all, help them understand how that they can actually calculate the value of their own business. Now, to me, that's, that's enough within the context of a book. How valuable would that be? Again, like I was talking about earlier, we seem to know the value of cars or houses in the neighborhood, but what, could I, what tool do I have that could provide information to me so I knew exactly what the value of my own business was? That's pretty powerful stuff. But the book does a second thing. Once we understand how to calculate the value of our business, the book takes you through the seven rings 
They're in the title. And each one of those rings tell the reader and help the reader understand what they can do to help drive the value of that business. So, so the first step is that they, they understand and they learn how to, how to actually calculate it. The second step, and it's perhaps even more powerful, is it gives you those information drivers. It's the things that you can do within your own business and, and industry space to actually exponentially drive the value of your business, frankly, beyond some of your, your expectations. That's really the, the context of the entire book. And to your point, Kathy, um, about uh, the informational gap, the the feedback that I've gotten on this book, and and it wasn't necessarily even even um, my quest in, in doing it, is some of my business colleagues have actually said that this does in fact fill this informational gap with what they see with their with their business owners and their clients and so on. That that people think, and this, by the way, is is a is a myth that um, if I just increase the sales of my business, then my business is growing in value. And with all my experiences, while sales are important, certainly, if I just focused on that, that is not driving the value of your business. But the rings of value sure could help you. Well, and that's what I found in your book, Tim. When I, I mean, I was just absorbing it. It was, it was funny. We had a little bit of a, a meeting. We knew each other uh, by association and through Clemmer & Associates Leadership uh, Seminars, and we've just never met personally. And so when we had a chance to meet, um, I, I, I kind of chuckled a little bit. I think you were surprised that I read, and I used your book like a business manual. I highlighted it. I had questions. And um, I I saw the look on your face. It, it was one of surprise. Well, it was surprise, and, and, and I, again, I appreciate it. I thought that was very flattering of you. Um, again, it's a testimonial to, to yourself and the preparation that you do for your own show, which is why it's so successful. But at the same time, it was flattering to me that, that, the, um, that the book resonates um, with everybody, and that's, and that's very flattering. Thank you. Well, and that's not why I did it. It literally became kind of like college level, uh, really rich, juicy textbook for me. Um, and not only did you, I, I found it that you filled that informational gap, but you provided a blueprint for action. With these seven rings, you didn't leave anything out there on the field. And so it's definitely uh, one that you want to pick up and take action and not just lead, leave as, ooh, a bunch of good formulas, templates, all this, uh, and leave it on the shelf. No, it's, it's something that you can put in your, uh, in your briefcase and take action on it without a doubt. So let's dive into, are there any particular rings that you want to focus on today and share with the listeners? I, there's a limited amount of time, so we're not going to be able to go through, I know, all seven. Seven, but but you want to start. Which one would you like to start with? Well, then um, if we get to pick one, let's start on one that that everyone can do, and and I, I think that that's that that's not only a good place to start, um, but the way I organize the book for for your listeners and for the readers to understand, it's to give them a visual. And that visual is a target, just like you would think of, of any target with its rings. And from the outermost ring all the way into the center, the bullseye, if you will, 
um, we have seven rings. And the outermost ring is ring number seven called cultural environment. And what that is, it's, it's the tone and the feel of a business. So when, when I walk into a business or a, or a store or, frankly, even a, even a classroom, you have sort of a sense of what, that, of what that organization is all about. Are people up or they, or they feel sluggish or what's the vision? Do they know their vision and so on and so on and so on. What the cultural environment ring is all about, it's really the glue of the entire organization which is why it's placed on the outside of the target, frankly, because it kind of holds the whole thing together. And what it is, it's a concept of creating a culture that is so magnetic that people are drawn to it. Now, why is that important? It's important because as an owner or an entrepreneur, you want to draw and you want to create a place that people want to come to, whether they be employees, customers, or frankly, even vendors. Because those that have the best, if you will, the best clients, my clients are the best, my vendors are the best, and certainly my employees are the best, and you want to be proud of your employees, that tends to sort of self-perpetuate. And once you get this the circumstance going, you can actually feel that sort of snowball gaining speed, as if you will, as it goes down, down the hill. Well, you can't do it alone. As a business owner or an operator, you have enough going on. You need help. And what that help is, it's that sort of synergistic energy that you can create by having this cultural environment that actually attracts and brings people into you to help you leverage your business. I actually have a circumstance that, um, um, that sort of got me into this whole concept, and it was, a, it was frankly one of the very first businesses I got into once I left public accounting. And there was an, there was an owner-operator, and he had other owners with him. But I referred to him as the Pied Piper. And that might sort of put this sort of in a, in a context that we all understand. Mm-hmm. Because you want to, you, you want to follow that, that person. And I'm telling you, Kathy, it was the darndest thing. We were in, we were in a product based business at the time and lots and lots and lots of competition. Yet the, the draw of this enterprise and the person itself and so on and so on was, was so magnetic that it, it drew, literally drew in the best caliber people and the best and the highest level of clientele literally across the country and around the world. It was, it was so dynamic. And once that happened, once you sort of felt that, again, that sort of self-perpetuation going, then the value of the enterprise itself just, just starts to exponentially increase and it's going and the best part about that Kathy it goes with or without that owner and then you have value 
Well, and I, I'm sitting here realizing, oh, I know that feeling because I was um, privileged enough to be invited to work with a startup company up in Canada, in Mississauga, Ontario, several years ago. The CEO was Alan Bird, and he and his team of six created a company called Curamax. It was later sold to a New York company called Dealer Track. There were about 108 employees in in total when we were sold and they bootstrapped the business. I mean, it was six guys in their garage and they were able to sell that business about six, seven years into uh, operation for over $42 million. And the invitation to work and join that team it truly was a selective by invitation only because they had nailed their culture and they had created so much attraction around their business that they were take, taking it up to success very quickly. I know that feeling and there's nothing mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, nothing mm-hmm. like it. Can you give us some um, some big name companies that that really resonate from this cultural environment that you're talking about with with Ring Seven? Something that that everybody would recognize as a as a name. Well, certainly, and and actually, they're sort of referenced in the book. So uh, immediately, when you're when you're sort of um, Working in this space or, or feeling this environment. Again, you walk into, to a room and you just sort of feel the energy. Uh, big names like, like Apple, Facebook come to mind. Um, those are sort of high energy. That's the concept we all have, whether we've worked with them or not. Um, but it just sort of, it just sort of gives you this sort of imaginary impression of what, of what their businesses are. Again, if an employee comes and works for Apple, that's, that's sort of pulling them in, and they forever are, have that on their resume and, and, and have the pride of, of being a part of that, of that organization. Right. I'm thinking people just, let's say, going to Disneyland or Disney World, they become an, an ambassador basically for that brand with all of the uh, merchandising that goes on in, in just that segment of uh, the business world. That's certainly... Um, is an attractive way to brand and accelerate your business. We are coming up onto our second break. You are listening to Kathy Fairbanks and Tim Beglin today on the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. We're going to get a little deeper into the nuts and bolts of Tim's book and some do's and don'ts that ones may one may want to consider when it comes time to running your business. Stay tuned. We've got more to share. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. 
What happens in government, the legal arena, and the business world impacts your business every day. And we're going to take you on a behind-the-scenes tour of it all. Each week, we'll bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers and leaders. Squire Patton Boggs will be your guide as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join us for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Channel each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at CompassionateSamuraiShow.com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and today we are joined by guest expert Tim Beglin. Now, Tim is the author of the brand new book entitled Rings of Value. So he is sharing with us the importance of running your business today like it's for sale. So Tim, I'd like to hear a little bit about some of the buyers. What are we talking about when it comes to buyers? And I know that you have three categories of buyers. Would you share with us what what is that about? Well, I sure will. In fact, it's a uh, it's so important that it's, a, it's an actual section in the book itself, which I headed up. Know your audience. Kind of like in dealing with with any type of business, you want to sort of know who you're talking to. And when you're dealing with a prospective in, a buyer or investor or or frankly even a, a current stakeholder, you want to know their sort of business personality characteristics, if you will. And they fall into just three. There's an emotional buyer, there's a strategic buyer, and there's a financial buyer. And I'll uh, break them down quickly. The emotional buyer is just what it sounds like, someone who falls in love with your business. It's that person that just has to have it, whether it's a corner cafe or a, um, some sort of product design company. They just have to have it. And the good thing about when you spot this type of buyer is that generally – Price isn't an issue, and the transaction's going to go pretty darn fast. So when you're dealing with those types of buyers, when you have one of those in front of you, understand what they're looking for, and then, therefore, what you, you and your business can give them. The second buyer is the strategic buyer. Now, this buyer, for lack of better terms, may be a little bit more sophisticated in that they are probably currently already working in your industry space. They might be a competitor, or they might be someone who wants into the space or into your territory. But what they have with that experience is their own knowledge. They understand the business. They understand what it can be, and, and like I said earlier, what it can be. The other thing they have is they, is they already have the synergies. They have a business enterprise in place, and it's ready to go. So an acquisition say, your business, would be an incremental value to them. Now, why is that important? Because if an incremental value to them means their return on investment, which we talk about a little more in the book, ROI, as I'm sure you've heard, the, 
the, uh, the acronym, they can bring more internal value, thus more price, perhaps, than some of the other buyers out in the market. You spot a strategic buyer, you want to stay with that strategic buyer. They're well-informed, and it's sometimes well-financed. The last category is, is probably the one that gets the most mm, play, if you will, the, the most notoriety. These are the financial buyers. You might know the show Shark Tank. Those individuals are sort of characteristics, if you will, of what a financial buyer would be. And that is someone like a venture capital VCs, as they're related, as, as they're uh, talked about or referred to, if you will, private equity groups, that, that type of institutional financial buyer. Now, these buyers are, well, if, if you know what they, if you know what you're getting, don't take it personally because they're literally just interested in the numbers. It's not a personal thing with them. It's just numbers. And that's why if you, if you do ever watch that program, you'll sort of see, you'll sort of see and, and hear where they're headed. Just tell me the numbers, tell me this, tell me that, and I'll, and I'll calculate my own value. That's a financial buyer. So really, if you're, if you're talking about or looking at, at considering selling your business, you have those three, and those, frankly, those three alone, characteristics to kind of keep in mind. Very valuable information. Well, and I'm getting educated here of exactly why. It's never been more crystal clear of why they call that show Shark Tank. Uh, it's a, it's about the facts and just nothing but the facts. I don't want to hear your story. Stay with the facts. And the fact that you're coaching in your book for folks to set yourself up to be the most attractive for those strategic buyers out there. Those are the ones that are going to understand the true value of your company and pay a great price for them, but also a great price for you. Um, that's quite the education. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Wonderful. Now, I want to talk on a subject where I th- we even we even chatted about this a little bit uh, in terms of best outcomes if you if you really take your book on and use it as a roadmap for running your business today and into the future. Um, I'd love to hear some worst case and best case scenarios that you've seen. Um, out there in the market, um, would you share with us? Do you have some case studies and some examples uh, of what we're talking about when you're when they apply these seven uh, rings? Yes, not only actually do I have them, but I'm enthusiastic to talk about them because I think it's lessons learned not only for myself but for for your listeners as well. And and it sort of ties into the subtitle of the book: Run Your Business Every Day Like It's For Sale. Now, what do I mean by that? It's not that you're actually necessarily going to be selling your business today, tomorrow, next week. That's not really what, what that subtitle is all about. What it is is a mindset. It's to get you prepared to, to drive your business to the heights that it can be. And then you don't have to worry about whether you're going to sell it or not. And, that, and that's an interesting thing because it leads sort of in my first sort of worst-case scenario – um, I'll give you sort of an East Coast, West Coast um, stories here. This first one happened to be a, a, a company I worked with on the East Coast. And by the time I was called in, they were at or near bankruptcy. And what was causing that to happen is a creditor, actually. And this was a very large um, vendor of theirs. And, you know, the company got behind. It couldn't pay the bills and so on and so on and so on. Well, 
the creditor was just literally going to drive them right out of business and into and into bankruptcy. No one saw any no one saw any conclusion to this whole thing. And again, a point that I was talking about earlier. Imagine all the families that are involved with this when when something like that happens. We all probably um, have heard stories about this kind of thing. So we made. We made as much lemonade as 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 we could, frankly, from those lemons. It was not a good situation. But what we ended up doing, Kathy, was this: we structurally reorganized the entity itself and refocused it on certain fundamentals that they had sort of lost their way on, if you will. And we repackaged it, changed some some significant positions. Frankly, some hard things had to be done, but we did them and tied a bow around that thing and represented it back to that to the board of directors of that of that creditor and what happened was really remarkable instead of continuing the process to drive them into bankruptcy what that creditor did was actually acquire them in a merger and brought that company within their own organization by satisfying the debt so again we did as much with that particular circumstance as we could and, and the outcome was was pretty darn remarkable, frankly. Well, and as we say in the uh, Clemmer workshop world, that's a large amount of change in a short period of time. <laughs> no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Uh, let's hear a story, a case study around um, not such a happy ending where where this didn't occur. Well, actually, um, can I give you a better story than even a not happy one? Because that one was that one right there that I was told you about was a bit was a bit bumpy. Um, Got it. Well, and, and they're not they're not always they don't always go like like the owners and operators want them to. But I'll tell you about one that actually did, and and great. it even exceeded our own expectations. Frankly, um, I was working with this West Coast company, and um, what they did is. They started to really run their business like it was for sale. That's what they started to do. And while I got involved with them about five years into it, for the next 18 to 24 months, we sort of re-engineered the entire company with, with the objective that we are actually going to sell this company at some point. And what happened was, was fantastic because we had a process. We had time and energy to work on things. And by the way, it takes a lot of, of energy to, to sell your business. It's almost like you have two separate tracks you're working on every day. But this gave us the time, the process, and the principles to do it and to do it right. So over the course of the, of the next 18 to 24 months, we ended up marketing the company, going on the road shows, actually promoting and selling this company to a strategic buyer, actually, who found the, well, there was actually some, some very valuable assets within this company. They found them to be even more valuable once they were under their umbrella, if you will. And so this was a very profitable transaction for all involved. 
Wow, I love the fact that these types of things can be leveraged for the maximum benefit. So I'm so uh, so appreciative of you sharing that. And I know a lot of these stories are shared within your book. You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Stay tuned. We're coming into our last and final break. We've got just a little bit more to share around the rings of value today. This is the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead the Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Your entrepreneurial vision has taken hold. Your business is growing. It's everything you hoped for. Or is it? With growth comes bigger headaches, more hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more employees to manage, more plates to juggle, and more demands on your time. Get off that merry-go-round now. Tune in to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. You'll meet street-smart entrepreneurs and business leaders sharing their success stories as well as practical solutions to the unique challenges faced by growing companies. Heard every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at CompassionateSamuraiShow.com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I'm your host, Kathy Fairbanks, and today we are joined by author Tim Beglin. And Tim is the author of the new book entitled Rings of Value. And that's really running your business like it's for sale today. So Tim, welcome back to the show. And I wanted to get a little bit of an idea of what's changing from the time you first went into this industry. What has, what have been some of the biggest changes that you've seen and some of the trends where people can really take action on what your book has to offer? Well, that's a really good question, actually, because I think probably the most um, disturbing thing if you're a business owner is what we call disruptive technology. And those are examples of, of industries and, and thought processes completely different or outside your, your norm that are, that are 
coming into what you thought was your protected territories. It's just like Uber with the taxi business. Who would have thought? And those examples are going on and on and on. And I'm sure your listeners across the country and around the world can relate to what I'm saying, that competition isn't what it was when they started their business. It's got more edge, more vitality, and it's coming in from all different directions. Well, and I, uh, it was so funny. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I had one of those moments where I was showing my age. Um, I was in Chicago at Union Sta- Station and I was trying to catch a train and I was reading the train schedule, their big master board that showed all the lines and I just couldn't figure it out. And I knew that I had to get up to Holland, Michigan. And so I looked at a young couple and I said, could you guys help me and direct me a little bit of how I get to here to here? And the young man just pulled up his phone, had a little app on his phone, and said, here's what you do. So here I'm trying to read a traditional map, and he's like in, you know, 10 seconds saying, um, here, here's what you do, ma'am. You know, do you need any more help? And that was some disruptive technology for me that day, for sure. And for I'm sure. telling you, if you're, if you're not prepared, get prepared, because it's, it's mm. all around us. Well, these seasons are changing, no doubt about that. Uh, Tim, I'd like to give you an opportunity to share a little bit. I know listeners are going to want to find you. They're going to want to speak with you, certainly access your book. And I understand that you have a gift for our listeners as well. So could you take a few moments and just share with us how would listeners reach out to you, grab your book, as well as your free gift? Sure, absolutely. And thank you for that. Um, I think the first place to start would be our website, and the name of the business is Target Advisory Services, and you can reach us at targetadvisoryservices.com, or in fact, email me directly at tbeglin, B-E-G-L-I-N, at Target Advisory Services, or else if you'd like to, which I would prefer actually, you can call me, and our number is 1-888-571-0000. And once you're on the website, you can, you can either access the book itself, you can, you, can, you can buy the book right there, or like you were saying, Kathy, what we've done is I've prepared, prepared a couple of, of things that your listeners can download. The first one is the seven rings of value themselves. So I give you a, a brief summary so that you can actually download that and have that with you. What I find is that um, business owners and some entrepreneurs, they, they want to post that internally so, so everyone in their organization is kind of focused or spotlighted on, on what they think are important. Very powerful tool. That's free to any listener who, who wants to download it. The other thing that they can find on the website is information about um, our one- and two-day seminars. And what we do there is I personally come out to their organizations and work through the process of the seven rings of value within their own organization. So we deal with just their issues and their competitions and their personnel, and we walk through the actual process of the book itself. Now, you talk about power. So then it's not only a book that an owner or operator is reading. We've now, we've now exposed the whole organization to it, and you get, you get all, all your stakeholders and, and, and employees, and, and, and everybody's pulling on the same rope. That's powerful stuff. That's exponential value. 
Well, I could see that just having the book come to life. Uh, I can't imagine the power in that. That's exciting. I want to be the fly on the wall of some of these one and two day uh, workshops that you're running. And it sounds like it's completely customized towards someone's business. Do I have that? Do I understand that right? You absolutely uh, do. And um, again, that's the that's sort of the uh, inherent value of having various industry experiences. The other thing I want to bring up, and you and you and you mentioned it uh, a little bit yourself, the process is um, not only geared to to that particular company or organization, but it's organic. And what I mean by that is is that yes, I'm there a day or two or whatever whatever works out. But the process sort of self-perpetuates itself, and it continues to grow, and the employees, the employees grow, and, and the processes grow and mature and so on. So what you think you have today, you're going to be extremely surprised at what you get tomorrow. Well, and that really ties into the work, too, that we do at Clemmer and Associates Leadership Seminars, because we're not going to touch the system side of things. That's your area of expertise. But where we will come in and provide customized training for our clients is coming in and adjusting those uh, belief systems that an, an, an cultural environment of a company has. And what we're going to really do is challenge that and ask, not that that a company is a person, but we're going to challenge everyone on that team to really question, are they deciding to accept their limiting belief systems around potential growth in their company? And our goal is to blow the lid right off of that and create the mindset that's ripe for you to come in and set up the process, the analysis, and the valuation that do let them to be in the position of maximum value and results around your rings of value. So exciting. Love to love to work in tandem on that concept. Tim, is there anything else that you'd like to add as we close out today? I certainly appreciate you as a guest on the show today. Very grateful. Well, thank you, and thank you again for the opportunity. I just want to make sure that um, you know your your listeners know uh, where to get a hold of me, and that they can get uh, access to the to the book Rings of Value either on the website or directly on Amazon and uh, you know other other major major outlets like Barnes and Noble and so on. So so the book's out there, and I'd love to hear from them. Great. So just a reminder, the website is targetadvisoryservices.com, and the name of the book is Rings of Value by Tim Beglin, and that's B-E-G-L-I-N. So until next week, we're going to catch you for another dynamic show with more guests on the show. I'm certainly enjoying having you as listeners keep sending me your emails and your questions. You can reach out to me, and if you have a curiosity around how we can help in the people side of the process with your teams, please reach out to Clemmer.com. More than happy to assist you in your success journey. Until then, we say success to you and knock them alive. You've been listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Thank you for tuning into our show. You can hear the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time 
on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, be sure to take action and create your own success. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 